Hello and good evening, everyone. Welcome to Popcast on the Rocks, episode 49. It's our podcast, our weekly one, where we talk about pop culture and um, all the things in it that we love. My name is John, and I'm joined once again by Andrea. How are you doing? I am good. I'm good. Kind of a busy start to my week between work and more house projects and trying to keep up with uh, the wacky world of WandaVision, but we're uh, we're barreling through, and it's already Wednesday, so. More house projects? Yes, more <laughs> more house projects. Just uh, doing them all at once, apparently, to get them all out of the way. Nice. Um, yeah, we're, uh, we're painting our kitchen cabinets to match our oh. kitchen island. Nice. So, yeah, cool. so not like labor intensive or anything but also um i've been doing the cool like you know eating off of paper plates and drinking out of plastic (laughs) cups and (laughs) you know those kinds of things actually it was really funny the other day i had i was on a work conference call and i had some like golden tea in a cup and it definitely looked like i was just like casually drinking a beer in the meeting (laughs) And I had to remind everyone, like, I'm pregnant. Like, trust me, it's not beer. Like, uh, you should just let it go. Just let I, them assume. I know. I, I I didn't even think about it until my coworker was like, Andrea, what are you doing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? So, yes. Well, I have to say uh, welcome to Iceman. Thanks for stopping in the chat. Iceman hey, Hart, he... Um, he is he's been a big supporter of uh, Luke's stream. Um, and so met him through through Luke. and uh, he's a cool streamer, so everybody should go check out his channel, Iceman Heart. But yeah, thanks for for popping okay. in all the way from across the pond. Appreciate um, it. yeah. Um, well, so painting, how- yeah. paper plastic, all that stuff. Yep. Um, drinking beer when you're not supposed to. <laughs> nice. That's, that's the life. How's, yep. uh, mm-hmm. how's your week been? Good. Um, had, got back from vacation, so. That's right. So glad none of that interfered with podcast stuff, really, so. You picked um, up a that's fancy good. new accessory. I know, I got my hat. Yeah, I got a couple <laughs> new hats recently, so. Gotta wear them. Some of them look better on camera than others, so. You're just testing out different looks. Yeah, I guess so. I got this sweatshirt too. I was actually cold and um, down there for a bit one evening. And so there's a college, uh, Flagner College, that. Uh, Flagner. Um, yeah. Interesting. The crest is sort of a Gryffindor slash Lannister, you know, lion kind of thing. Okay. So, and so you yeah, got I'm, it because you're you're not a Gryffindor. You're a solid Ravenclaw. No, I know. I'm gonna go <laughs> with uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Lannister then. You know. All right. But I was cold. I needed a sweatshirt. That's what it all it was. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, lots of good eating, um, and lots of eating. <laughs> so I'm uh, as we'll get to drinks later. I I but I'm. On like a three-day juice cleanse, basically. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I've been drinking juice. 
Are you are you hiding, actually made me are you hiding the eating in your in your sweater sweater over there? Oh yeah. Well <laughs> I don't I hope you won't be able to tell too much on camera. People are used to me enough can see it in my face, I suppose, but <laughs> that, that wouldn't be just from one trip. No, um, gosh, no. No, if people if people I've worked with, you know, for eight months can't tell that I'm pregnant over Zoom, you know, because right. shoulders up. I'm pretty sure you can get yep. away with a couple of extra meals. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I've actually been pretty tired because of just having juice. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I've had to like add a little uh, like lean meat or some other brothy stuff, some soup a little bit because it's a little protein. It's just not enough calories. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so but tomorrow's the last day of that. So you can always follow the uh, extreme uh weight loss diet of Christian Bale, which I believe is a can mm -hmm. of tuna, an apple, and some saltines. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure yeah, that's I'll pass it. On that one. <laughs> At least your juice tastes a little better. Yeah. Hey, I mean I like tuna. I like saltines. I all these things are good are good. You like apples? <laughs> but I'm drinking right now. It's uh it's called Cool Greens. I like to have this one last or it's really good. It's pineapple, cucumber, and aloe vera. Oh, refreshing. Yeah. Very, very pseudo tropical. Yeah. It's super good. So anyways, that's that. Um, once since getting back, I've managed to um, play a little bit of stuff. I just tried Dragon Quest Eleven. It's on Game Pass, so I attempted it a little bit. Um, pretty cool. Some of the music is inappropriate for this. What's happening? Oh, like, okay. <laughs> that was a yeah, very conspicuous like, uh, pause after inappropriate. And I was trying to yeah. think like, what kind of music could be inappropriate for Dragon Quest? You know, yeah. like, did they try to like no, go edgy and pair some rap music or, you know? Because some of the music is really good, but then like the battle music is mm -hmm. not good at all. Oh, like that's I think a bummer. it's terrible. And it, yeah, and you do so you're gonna battle all the time, and yeah. always be hearing this terrible song. It kind of gets stuck in your head, but you don't want it there. <laughs> so, but I don't know. So considering that one, and then okay. I played a little bit of the Pathless. Um, that's part that's in Apple Arcade. So okay, I gave What's that a that shot. About? Um, it's basically, um, I mean, they give you zero context or anything, but you're trying to save, rid this land of, uh, like, a, uh, he's called God Slayer, this, uh, evil dude that has, uh, hurt this poor large bird, mother bird, Aww. and, uh, yeah, and is like, you know, poisoning the land or whatever, so you gotta get rid of them all. Man, with with an impressive name like Godslayer, you think you would have more important things to do than like hurt a mama bird. Well, he's gonna take <laughs> over. You know, he wants to take over the whole of the land. You know, okay. And the, okay. The, the 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 creature that like birthed the earth or whatever in this lore, uh -huh. uh, he has like defeated. Okay. So. All right, um, I respect that a little bit more. That that's a little bit more ambitious for yeah. Godslayer there. <laughs> yeah, but it's pretty and stuff. But I'm playing it on Apple TV. I uh, hooked up a controller and stuff, mm -hmm. and it's definitely um, could would be handled by something else better. 
like it performs fine, but I can tell when it, it hiccups or skips or whatever. Oh, and sure. it's just okay. starting to show the Apple TV's age. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, and then I started watching some more Dragon Slayer uh, or Demon Slayer because, Demon Slayer, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, Dragons to Demons because um, everybody loves that show so much, I guess. And I yeah. kind of stopped in the middle of it. So, yeah. Yeah, I've heard some amazing oh. things about it. I should also mention, I should have started with this before uh, I'll see what else you've been doing this week, uh, entertainment-wise. But oh, last yeah. week was our anniversary for the podcast. John, John, just like he a man just... to forget the anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I guess so. I got to put it in the calendar. So I don't forget any of these things. That everything is in the calendar, but okay. That's right. Well, I knew it was coming up, and then uh, before this, you know, doing this week's show prep stuff, looking at it, I was like, when was it actually? Yeah. And, yeah, it was, like, um, January 17th, so last yeah, year. Hard to hard to believe that it's already February. Like, yeah. you know, we're, we're already in the second month of 2021, and it feels like, you know, New Year's was just uh, just around the corner just a minute ago. So, yeah. Yep. January definitely flew by. And next week, we're going to celebrate the 50th episode. But it's so deceptive (laughs) because we we kind of shot ourselves in the foot in terms of like numbering there because we have way more than 50 episodes. Yes. And uh, our our side shot episodes were not in any way side shot episodes. No, no, they were definitely full length episodes. Um, yeah. And we didn't really incorporate them into our, like our, our regular system, even yeah. though we've kind of, you know, treated them like full episodes, except without the numbers. So, so if you're a podcast listener only, you know, you can go back on YouTube and, uh, look at the bonus episodes <laughs> playlist. There's a whole bunch of stuff you'll have never heard. That's right. Okay. Hours of entertainment from us. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, what else have you been doing this week besides the adulty stuff? Like, what entertainment have you uh, consumed? Um, I haven't really consumed a whole lot in terms of media, um, like television. Uh, but I did. I promised last week that I was going to watch the showcase for Resident Evil Eight uh, Village, Resident Evil Village, and I did. And I'm like so freaking excited that I did. Because not only did I get to see, of course, like sneak preview of the game, uh, watch some gameplay, which was very reminiscent of Resident Evil 4, which, as we all know, is my favorite. Um, But I was also reminded that not only is uh, the game coming out this year, but Netflix has acquired the rights to both a live action and two animated films, I believe. So a live action show and then two animated films. And the live action show is due to start shooting this month. Um, Of course, it was hit with production delays due to COVID. And I believe that their actual official start date is February 14th. So they are starting on Valentine's Day. Perfect. Yes. Which I love as a fan. And I know Chris is going to love as a fan. So... 
we're we're definitely gonna have to like cheers to that on Valentine's Day because yeah. that is definitely one of the first ways that we met was me totally taking over his gaming system and playing Resident Evil Four. So, well, maybe you need to have an RE themed day, right? And you can, uh, you know, go back and play some of RE Five together. Maybe right? start a new adventure and get. Um, one of the Resident Evil Revelations games. I believe yeah. those are also co-op. Exactly. You know, and uh, make a day of it in this. Uh, right. Just like know. this adorable little Resident Evil day. You know, mm -hmm. everybody everybody celebrates Valentine's Day differently. And uh, right. yeah, this is this is the thing that has meaning to us. So do a little throwback to uh, to our college days when I was just sitting in front ah. of GameCube. <laughs> Alan said, Jill, Valentine's Day. Yes. Ah. <laughs> That's what it is right there. That's right. Oh, my gosh. Um, hmm. Yeah, I should have that as a party some year. Yeah. And everybody dresses as Jill Valentine. Everyone. I'm good So with you it. can take, there's different outfits and costumes and stuff. Um, you know, take your pick. Do your gender bend version whatever you want to do that's you know that's right that's right yep you know shane would be up for oh it gosh. yes i know <laughs> and I, I can't believe we've never thought to do this before <laughs> i'm well, sure others have done it's, this it's happening right here right now yep gotta remember it all right <sighs> okay well yeah That'll be uh, that'll be fun, exciting. You can make uh, zombie themed food. You can make a big cake that has the Umbrella Core Corporation logo on it. That's right. Yeah. yeah, I think it'll be fun. So yeah, I was I was pretty excited that I that I made the time to sit down and watch that because yeah, like I said, it was just like a plethora of Resident Evil content that I had forgotten was going to be existing. Yeah. We'll talk a little more about horror games uh, um, a bit later. Um, okay. Well, anything else? You didn't um, didn't get the chance to play any Resident Evil. No, no, unfortunately not. But uh, hopefully, we will remedy that. Like I said, with our with our special Valentine's Day celebration. Yes. All right. Well, on our um, celebration of our one year anniversary, our one year plus one anniversary, really, <laughs> um, we're drinking exciting things. Um, that's for sure. I mean, you've got something there non-alcoholic, so woo woo. And mine's non-alcoholic, too. That's right. I've got some very good old fashioned classic iced tea. So woo, crazy. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yep. I've got my and you've got your juice cleanse, cool greens. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. right. <laughs> well, yeah. at least the color of your drink could match one of the uh, drink holidays that is occurring this week. So yeah. there's there's two kind of very random holidays that are this week. Um, okay. Yesterday was apparently Groundhog Drinking Day. So this is a game you play on Groundhog Day where you go into the bar and if you come out and see your shadow, you have to go back in and keep drinking. <laughs> it's a very okay. simple game, John. <laughs> yes. I'd never heard of this before. but I uh, had not apparently... either. 
Apparently that's a thing you do to celebrate Groundhog's Day. So, yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, And then coming up on February 7th, which is also Super Bowl Sunday, uh, is Pisco Sour Day. And uh, it's basically the equivalent of a whiskey sour made instead of with whiskey uh, with Pisco, which is a grape brandy alcohol. Um, And I believe Peru and Chile are the two countries who are in dispute over who is kind of like the original maker and distiller of this particular spirit. Um, if I was if I was I reading my my history correctly, I see you blended both pronunciations there. It is tough, isn't it? Right to choose yeah. how to say. <laughs> do you say chili like just completely? You know, just right. American English chili, right. um, and the food, or do you right. say Chile? Chile. Um, as it would be in like Spanish or Portuguese or anything right. like that. Yeah. Or just, would you, or do you mix it? That's, that that like, was my solution. Chile. I'm going like hard in the middle, going all Chile. in on the middle ground. Chile. <laughs> um, because uh, yeah, I can't say chili because then it just makes me think of like the food, the food. or being yeah. cold. Like I, I use that a lot in a Minnesota winter. Like I'm chilly right now. Mm-hmm. Not a country. But then shouldn't we say Mexico all the time? Maybe, but at least at least you can't get confused if I say Mexico. You right. know what I mean? Like at least you still know I'm referring yes. <laughs> to the country. <laughs> Chile could be a couple of different things. So. Okay, fair point. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, I I thought um, I thought my drink, you know, plenty of my fruit. Vegetable drinks here have been relatively sour, so yeah. I'm going to go with, yeah. Well, and you got, you got the color right for a, a sour drink, so mm. you're, you're closer than I am here. So speaking of uh, Super Bowl Sunday, are you yeah. excited? And you uh, note here, drinks during the game, question mark. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I was just wondering, like, if... Uh, you know, I mean, we usually host a Super Bowl party, of course, over at the Stewart household. And we usually have like a signature drink going on. Um, you know, we've had like Super Bowl margaritas. We've had um, like Moscow mules. We've had something called football punch, which I do not remember all of what went in it. But I know it was basically like a another version of WAP. Um but yeah, you know, we've had some like fun different stuff over the years that I've enjoyed. But I don't know. I just was wondering like do you usually like Oh, last year we did snake bites. Mm. So we did we did that okay. combo. Um Is that of, that's cider and beer? Yeah, right? cider and beer. I remember that. So yeah, we did we did a bunch of different stuff, but yeah, I was just wondering if you usually have like a go-to during football that you quite enjoy or like Super Bowl Sunday, if it's like a thing for you too. No. Okay. Um, I mean, whatever you're serving, I guess <laughs> uh, <laughs> that otherwise, um, no, I, I guess beer is the obvious thing, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what I'm doing this year for the, for the game, how much of it I'll watch or whatever. I mean, who's doing the halftime show? Uh, the weekend. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. 
I'm actually kind of excited yeah. about it. Like, could be good. Yeah. Yeah, could be really good. I mean, I feel like they've they've actually had some fairly decent acts, you know, for the Super Bowl halftime show. It's been in a little years. better run. Yeah. Yeah, I think there was um, a. There's a run in like the early 2010s and things like that that just like I it always the black eyed peas always stick out in my mind as like one of the worst. They were just awful. And it was. Yeah, I, I don't know why Fergie was screaming at me from my television set, but I just remember it was terrible. But in more Fergie recent can years, sing, like, too. Like, I just. Yeah, I, I don't know I, what that was. I, I, it just. It just maybe was like a bad production value or, you know, maybe yeah. they were just too amped up and not quite hearing each other correctly. But I just remember everything about the Black Eyed Peas performance was just kind of off. It's it's got to be tough to choose. I mean, no matter what who you choose, there will be criticism. Oh, You're not sure. going to make everyone happy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. What? So last year was. Shakira and um, I love Shark. <laughs> Sorry, and, uh, uh, JLo, right? Yes, yes, which I quite then, enjoyed. Yes, very good. Mm-hmm. And then Lady Gaga the year before. Oh, uh, she was a couple years ago. I think the year before was was, uh, was um no was it Maroon Five? Did they come oh. before or after JT? Hmm. They might have come the year after because JT was uh, was the uh, Minneapolis Super Bowl. Okay, the one I thought we- his was kind of lame, if I recall. I agree. I thought his tribute to Prince was excellent, and that was about it. Mm. Like I, I didn't particularly mm. enjoy JT. Um, like I said, I thought it was cool that he he paid tribute to Prince. He did fairly decently. Um, and uh, it was cool to see like Minneapolis light up in uh, Prince's, uh, you know, signature yes. symbol. Um, but yeah, other than that, I I didn't particularly care for him either. Bruno Mars, yeah, I, was, I think, was like two oh. years before, and he was a favorite of mine. Yep, yep, that was fun. That was fun. And then um, Katy Perry was enjoyable. Left Good production. Sure. Left show. <laughs> okay, I didn't know what that reference was to. Yeah. Yeah, it's the infamous. Uh, did you like the left shark or the right shark? Left shark was very enthusiastic, but a little off his uh, dance moves <laughs> in in the background, and he kind of stole the show a little bit. Hmm. Hmm. Well. Yeah, I mean, I guess if anything. If there's anything to be happy for, it's that, I mean, the Packers aren't in the Super Bowl. How dare you? How dare you? Oh, my God. I almost went into, uh, like, freaking labor watching that game against the Bucks. <laughs> I kid you that not. That would be something. I mean, I would believe that. Yeah. I That'd kid be a story. Uh, yeah, I was, I was uh, <laughs> watching it with another uh, pregnant friend of mine who's also a Packer fan, uh, Jamie's wife, Erica. Wow. And, uh, yeah, we could, we could just barely hold it together. That game was so crazy. Just so many ups and downs, so many chances Mm -hmm. for the Packers to come back and, uh, so many big plays and just never happened. So, uh, yeah, we were both wearing our watches and like keeping track of our heart rates, which were like in the (laughs) one thirties and we're like, we got to stop this. (laughs) Yep. 
Yep. Take take out your watch there and do the breathing exercise. That's right. That's right. So maybe it's a good thing that the Packers aren't in the Super Bowl because I don't know if my if my pregnancy could take it. Handle it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm so I just have to say it one more time. I'm so sick of Tom Brady being in the Super Bowl. Just get out. Just. But get it's out. getting to the point now where it's so impressive that it isn't it almost like okay, how many can you make? How many? <laughs> like let's see now you know it's kind of like when you get you're watching the olympics and you get someone that's just breaking records all the time it's like okay Michael now just Phelps. like yeah exactly just keep going just yeah i mean for mankind now in sports like how many can you manage yeah and so i think feel like it's getting that point because it's like for 21 seasons or something like that he's been in 10 super bowls so it's like half the time he's he's made it to the super might- bowl yeah, it might Nuts. even be more. Cause I and I know he's made it to the NFC championship game or the AFC championship game at least fourteen or fifteen of those seasons. So yeah. I I feel like so I feel like I would be more inclined to think of it that way. I mean, I I think it would be interesting to see how long he can go and how long he can play at that level and just see if like anyone could ever touch him. Um but also, I feel like I would be more amenable to that were the Super Bowl not every year. You know mm. what I mean? Like, like where Michael Phelps comes in and and has the Olympics like every four years, it feels like, oh, my God, this is so exciting again. Like, Michael Phelps is back. And I haven't seen his face in four years. So, like, it's, yeah, like, I want him to go get that gold. I see Tom Brady's face way too much. Like, get well, out of here, man. I'm watching so much football. <laughs> Jeez. True, true. I do it to <laughs> myself. Yeah, because I mean, I don't see him anywhere. It, well, I mean, normally, and sure. then all of a sudden, I suppose I see, uh, I see Peyton Manning more than anyone else is on all those commercials. True, true. Yeah, Tom Tom Brady really hasn't done like a, you know, he hasn't gone to that level of like doing a a commercial, like a gimmicky commercial. Yeah, yet. he doesn't seem like he would have that in him. Yeah. Yeah. Just like doesn't takes a certain personality that to, you know, to want to do that and then to do it right. well. So though I do have to say, um, I never thought that Eli Manning, Peyton's mm-hmm. little brother, who mm-hmm. he of the perpetually sad and depressed face would ever do <laughs> yeah. a commercial. And then his, his commercial with Odell Beckham Jr., where they recreate the iconic scene from Dirty Dancing, is like one of my favorite things that a football player's ever done. Hmm. Like it's okay. like my absolute favorite commercial. I don't it's know. Ridiculous. Know. You, you definitely have to go look it up. It's ridiculous and stupid, and it's absolutely perfect. Hey, and- like this is breaking right now. Mike is in the <laughs> chat and he doesn't like my hat. Oh, doesn't what? like my hat. <laughs> yeah, that that hat. Interrupt though, this broadcast. Dot dot dot. <laughs> he said my hair is getting long, so now I have to cover it. Yeah, wear a hat. <laughs> um, I guess so. You tried. You, know? you tried. Uh, Mike, I just love hats. I just got this one. Um, I don't always wear them. I guess with the the best thing or whatever. But um, this hat, yeah, I would have. I do want to get my hair cut, by the way. Um, so just as an interjection, this hat is actually in partnership with Fender. Oh, um, And there cool. are two guitar picks on the inside. Nice. 
So, uh, you know, not that I play guitar, but um, <laughs> if I were, you could now. if someone was around and lost said guitar pick, I would have one on hand. Yeah, when the uh, when the live music re- scene returns to bars, you could be very handy in the audience. That's you right. never know. Yep. <laughs> ah, shoot. L- last pick on my guitar. It's gone. That's right. There Do- you are to save the day. Yep. Mm-hmm. So what what have what say ye now, Mike? Um, <laughs> um anyways, yes, Super Bowl this Sunday. Um oh Alan says I played Dunlop picks. Oh shoot. Well <laughs> that'd be the thing. You get on you you know, borrow someone a pick, they really need one. Mm, this is not, not the pick. make I prefer. I don't not use this. Yeah. So um okay so um we've got some news this week other than the super bowl and what we've been doing um that's right from uh one type of gaming to another football yeah. to video that's true um there is a sports game in this category as well Indeed. so playstation plus announced their games or i should say PlayStation, Sony announced their PlayStation Plus games for January, for February. I put that in my notes wrong. I'm already, time's already uh, passing me by. (laughs) Um, And uh, I think it's a pretty good lineup, but I think it's funny that I just finished Control. Right. At least mainline story, and Control is one of the games available this month on PlayStation Plus. So people um, can uh, watch your review of the game and see if they want to if they want to go get it. Perfect. Um, Provided them the perfect lead in. That's true. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, though I'd recommend. So it kind of bummed me out because this is the ultimate edition of mm-hmm. Control, and I did not get to play the ultimate edition, so I did okay. not have access to ray tracing and improved visual fidelity or expansion packs um but i don't have a playstation 5 so i wouldn't have been able to take advantage of that anyways sure but anyways yeah if you if you're one of the lucky few to have a playstation 5 highly recommend downloading control ultimate edition this month i mean Mm -hmm. get it anyways claim it uh you can play it on ps4 as well Mm mm-hmm um, from what I can see, I don't recommend playing on anything less than a PlayStation 4 Pro because um, it'll look all janky. Um, other games, Concrete Genie and Destruction All-Stars. Mm-hmm. Um, so have you had you heard of any of these games other than Control when I brought it up? Uh, not these two, but I believe there are a couple of other feature games that were available that I'd heard of. Um, um, are those for PlayStation now? Those might be. Let me see. Cause I know Sackboy was one of them. Okay. Um, oh yeah, no, it's just the latest multiplayer games on PlayStation plus. Oh, okay. Joe. Yeah. 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 So yeah, Sackboy, kind of FIFA, there. and then, uh, Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War. Yeah, I don't know why they're like calling those out. I, yeah, I'm not really sure. <laughs> but but um, 
Yeah, Concrete Genie. Sackboy was oh, cute. So. Yes. Well, and that's what Ashley and I are playing a little bit. We're playing the little Big Planet Three, so that's what that's right. from and everything. Yeah. And uh, we played a little more today. Um, yeah, it is just super cute and charming. So. Mm-hmm. Um. Who, wait, Alan, what are you saying? Ready to switch to PlayStation Plus? You are. Who? Who? What are you saying? What's happening? <laughs> um, I don't believe that for a minute. Um, Concrete Genie is a, a very well-received game, um, very artsy kind of thing. You're doing like sure. painting in the game and stuff. Um, ready to, that was my comment, ready to switch mm-hmm. to PlayStation Plus. I said this. I don't understand. I'm lost. <laughs> Um, and then but that game is available for PlayStation 4 and will backwards speak backwards compatible on PS5. And then Destruction All-Stars is a PS5 only game. Um, it's a game they showed off quite a bit this fall. Um, I don't think it really got anyone very excited. So I think that's why they're giving it away here. It's sure. like, uh, you know, come on, please give this game a try. Um, maybe you'll like it or else it's going to die. Sure. Um, that's how I perceive it anyhow. Um, but yeah, pretty good lineup, I think. I agree. Um, in other video game, it, anyways, I'm still thinking about Alan's comment here. It's about switching or whatever. I, I have PlayStation Plus, um, so it won't be any switching involved. I have PlayStation Plus and and uh, Xbox Live Gold and Game Pass and the Nintendo Switch Online, just all the things. So there won't be any switching, just having. Um, the other gaming bit of things here is the medium. So you're talking Resident Evil earlier. This is kind of yes. a this is a game that is exclusive to the current gen xbox consoles the series consoles and pc mm-hmm. um it is a horror game um from a company that loves making horror games i think they made layers of fear and they they that's what they do is horror games it seems like um yep. also blair witch project game so they know what they're doing here it's um yeah we got a few few screens from and stuff kind of it's idea the medium is that you're a medium and you can see this kind of a spirit world. And so the game splits in two and you are walking around in both um, our world and then the spirit world. And um, Ashley's playing it. It is very like a Resident Evil game, an early one, in that okay. the camera is locked. So every room you go into, the camera's in a fixed position and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're not like equipped with a tons, tons of weapons or anything like that. Um, in fact, I was seeing her play. I haven't seen her have any weapons at this point. Um, sound is good. Sound was very good. Acting is very good. Um, environments are gorgeous. Yeah, they look Um, some of the, the, the character, the things that set this back are the character animations, and facial expressions and that kind of thing. Oh, they okay. definitely seem like they could come from they could come from a PlayStation 3 or Xbox 360 game, just sure. higher resolution. 
Um, okay. but everything else, it is, is very pretty. Um, so yeah, initial thoughts are just that it definitely seems like a nice creepy game with a, with a good story. Ashley's really liking the story saying it's pretty emotional. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah. So if you're into horror kinds of games, early Resident Evil games, give check this a it try. Out. All right. Yeah. So it's again, brand new release and it's available on game pass day one. So, mm -hmm. uh, that's that. And then the last bit of gaming news, um, is uh regarding google <laughs> um and their google stadia gaming service right they announced that they are shutting down their two internal um game studios right and so we're not going to have original content from them which everybody else seems to be in video and in video games seems to be pushing for mostly everybody else. It seems right. Um, Google saying, Nope. Yeah. I mean, they're, there's, they're saying Nope, but also like they're keeping stadia open to just house other games. And I just feel like that's a mistake. I have to say, like, I just, I, I don't feel like, like you can play that game in the gaming world right now where you're just hosting other games. I think you need to be bold. I think we were just talking before the show about how, you know, gaming services are the new streaming services and there's going to be so many options out there and people need to have a reason to have your, your gaming service. And I don't think you're, I don't think you're doing yourself any favors if you're not going to have original content. Yep. So. I mean, they could certainly buy some companies, mm -hmm. you know, but then they're internal studios and they are doing what the studios you just shut down are doing. Right. Would, would have been doing, you know? Right. So if you, if you buy, if they bought Sega, which wow, would that make the internet erupt in a, a, like a fit of rage? I can't even, it would, Twitter would break. Um, if they did that, right? They it would be in a situation where they'd have, like Microsoft is uh, with ZeniMax, where they have a lot of games that have deals already made and sort of thing. And generally speaking, those are honored where they have to rework those deals. Mm -hmm. um, so, the games that you'd be getting exclusive to your service would be games that are in development, probably not announced yet. You know, they're, they're new right. things. Well, again, your internal studios would be doing the same thing. And they hired, to, you know, um, well-known talent to run these studios. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. It just... Google is really, really, I mean, Microsoft's bad at it. Google is really bad at it with <laughs> committing to yes. something. Yes. They've, they've killed so many things. Yes. Um, They're and, inventing a whole new level of sucking at this. Yeah. Like, I mean, I thought maybe this would be the thing that they would stick out. Yep. You know, and maybe they'll try, but they're not going to see any momentum if they don't have 
any reason for you to jump to their their thing. Exactly. You know, earlier, I guess it could be where you could, you know, be watching someone play this, streaming it on YouTube, and then you can see the game in the description and just click on it and start playing. Mm-hmm. Well, how many people are going to do that? Right. Firstly, YouTube is still not is uh, like anywhere near what Twitch is when it comes to people watching game streamers. So a service like that would make more sense on Twitch. Mm-hmm. And and again, like, what do you? Oh, I'm just I'm watching on my phone, and now I want to play this game. You know, I think that's that's assuming you're someone that's watching this on your com- computer. And now you have your controller already hooked up or something and want to play like this. I don't know. Just I don't see them getting anyone without something to bring you in. And they don't they're not going to have it. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I remember us talking about this a while back on the on the cast um, and and you specifically saying you thought this was maybe the one thing that Google was going to stick out. And I feel like with this announcement um, they're, they're kind of just throwing money at a problem and not really doing anything to solve it and also not really doing anything with it. You know what I mean? They're, they're in a way they're sticking yeah. it out because it still exists, but it's very stagnant. Yeah. What is it going to do? What is it going to do to like have this platform, but not anything created for it? Yep. So I'm not I'm not seeing unless unless they're about to make a different big move in the next few months here. Right. You know, um, I'm just not seeing the point of this at all. Yeah. I'm not seeing the point the of Stadia move, at all. <laughs> the big move is, like I say, buying, acquiring other right. studios. Right. But why would you get rid of your own studios then if you're going to do that? To, to get and to yeah. me, it's. Yeah, to me, it seems like they're making the same Microsoft or same mistake that Microsoft did under previous Xbox leadership, which was they see the sales numbers. They see that every year the biggest selling game is Call of Duty, mm-hmm. Call of Duty, Call of Duty, Call of Duty. And then, you know, FIFA is in there and uh, Madden is in there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've got like games that are just never go away like Minecraft or something like that. Sure. And then Nintendo gets some in there. They got Mario Kart that just is always selling like bananas. Um, and then other big ones come out like Red Dead Redemption. So they're seeing this stuff where the biggest games that absolutely sell the most are third-party games that are come out mm-hmm. all the time anyways. So right. why do we need to pour in all this money to make the, make our numbers meet? Well, you need to because you need you need a passionate core that care about your platform. Exactly. Otherwise, they can get that thing from any platform. Exactly. They can get the Call of Duties and the FIFAs and the Madden and whatever right. garbage you want to play that comes out every year. You can play that on anything. Right. So you need the differentiator. And to me, it seems in Microsoft just forgot that we are going to have multiplayer whatever games and make sure that we get everybody we want the you know be in esports and that kind of thing right and now they're like a decade behind on developing their own ip now they're just getting the engines rolling to have their own stuff when places like nintendo and microsoft or and uh, sony have a catalog of well 
established great IP mm -hmm. and Microsoft will get there. Well, Google's starting from scratch. Well, right. you're, you're going to have to, if you're in this, you're going to have to start from scratch again right. in five years when you realize your mistake. Right. So. Yeah. It's, it's odd that they didn't learn from the mistakes, you know, that have already been made. It's, it, it, yeah. it seems that, you know, like this is a very specific mistake to make again, you know, yeah. and not have learned from another company's failures, but well, you know, I mean, that's why we're Google, not running Google, I guess. <laughs> yeah, because we wouldn't be so stupid. I don't know. I mean, yeah. like the uh, um, the thing they would have made sense as would have just been to start reaching out to um, companies like Sony and Nintendo before Microsoft can get to them or whatever and say, hey, we have these uh, great, great servers. We're setting up. We're getting rolling on this because Google needs to, needs to catch up and turn in the in the cloud um, market marketplace. They're like distant third or something. Not maybe maybe further. Mm -hmm. So this would be a good uh, market for them to start capturing. Would be all these companies coming in that don't have their own backend infrastructure to start you know, supporting that. So right. then these other services could run on their, their backbone. Um, but they didn't do that. And again, Microsoft beat them to the punch to talk, to work with Sony. And I don't know what Nintendo's going to do, but they'll figure something out, I guess. So anyways, well, disappointing, Google disappointing Google. Yep. I mean, not that I cared, but it's good to have competition in the, the space. Yeah. It's a new developing field mm -hmm. and, um, you know, some are going to rise and some are going to fall. Uh, but it's, it's too early for someone to give up, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, that's video game stuff on to movies and TV. Yeah. Um, this one quite literally movies and TV, I guess, uh, <laughs> containing both, um, Golden Globe noms, huh? Yeah, yeah, they were just released today, um, and Perfect. it was also it was also announced that uh, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey are going to be back to virtually host the Golden Globes, which I think is a smart move. Um, they're they're fantastic. I think they're one of the the best hosts of an award show, although. To be fair, if I were going to host an award show, I'd want it to be the Globes because you can drink and everything's funnier <laughs> when everybody can drink. <laughs> yeah, it is I a mean, little truly. less serious uh, kind of thing, kind of vibe. Yeah, which may explain some of the nomination choices that were made. Um, I think uh, this year's list of Golden Globe nominees was kind of a head scratcher for some people um, with some pretty significant snubs. And some pretty okay. weird inclusions. Um, one of my, one How of my dare very, you. I mean, I know what you're say right. do you do you, do you <laughs> <laughs> do you know which part of my my rant I'm gonna go on? Okay, all right. So maybe you're gonna do Emily in Paris first. Yes, Are you gonna do them first. Okay, all right. Yes, I I do not understand. This show has two nominations, at least one in best. Uh, best show musical or comedy and this show is like beautiful scenic garbage it is it is just like scenery chewing nothing so i mean cinematography Paris is beautiful 
No, no, it's it's got a writing award and like I said, best TV show comedy. Like, no, it's it's the content of this show is absolutely like just bananas terrible. I can't describe it to you how how awful it is. But Paris is beautiful. Like, it's a fun escapism show. Sure, a lot of people talked about it because it was like, as we were discussing, I think in a previous podcast, we were talking about ambient yep. TV and this kind of being like the yep. first big push of that. So interesting, for sure. Do I think any of that makes it worthy of a Golden Globe nomination? Absolutely not. No, this is this is a dumpster fire that somehow but the in person there. that wrote it did Sex in the City, yes? Yes. So that, this person has connections and knows who ugh, to know. And no. so we got to we got to toss him a bone here. No. And give him some nominations. That is absolutely the oh, worst the worst part of Hollywood networking right there. You just you just encompassed it in a mm-hmm. nutshell. We know this person so we better give him a nomination. It's like nominating yep. uh, uh, Scorsese for putting the Irishman in uh, in the Oscars last year, when I do not think that was some of his best work. That was that was a a drag of a movie, and I think it was just to like get his name back in there. So well, no, no Hollywood. Know, think, shame, shame. <laughs> I think there needs to be some clear like delineation between categories sometimes and just like really defining them. So best direction. All right. So when you think of a director, the role really is to wrangle the actors and to like pull out of them the performance that you wish to see on screen. Mm -hmm. But you're also directing the camera. So you're also like responsible for framing and composition. Mm-hmm. So, but I think that people often think like director, well, they see it as their film, certainly. And I suppose yeah. it is mostly their film if there's one person, but they're not the cinematographer. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they are not the screenwriter. Usually. Like, right, yeah, right. So if you have someone like Scorsese and the Irishman isn't that good, really isn't, isn't that amazing? Well, who wrote it? That's probably whose fault it is. Is it his <laughs> fault in poor direction? Or like, did he direct? But that's hard to discern. Like, it's hard to break that up. Oh, he yeah. got this performance on Jack Nicholson. Actually, he didn't. Jack Nicholson was just Jack Nicholson in that movie. Right. Um, so maybe no, but you know yeah. what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't yeah. know. Like, yeah, I get you. I see for me, and I didn't mean to to bring up the Irishman to go in a tangent, but just to close it out for me, um, I, I would agree with you that like the majority of the Irishman dragging on is not Scorsese's fault, but I also wasn't that impressed with the performances until the last like 20 minutes of the film. And then I mm. thought, like, the ab- the actors absolutely just, like, crushed it. Mm. And that was amazing. But is 20 minutes of a three-hour film worthy? I mean, the- I think that's a that's a good question to ask. Because I also thought that way um, when Anne Hathaway was nominated and subsequently won her Oscar for Best Supporting Actress for playing Fontaine in mm. Les Miserables. And she was on the screen for a total of 15 sure. minutes 
yeah. in a two and a half hour movie. Like, I don't know. I Best don't know. cameo performance. Right. It it really <laughs> was. It felt more like a cameo than a supporting. So, yeah. So it's it's hard. Like you say, these categories are somewhat arbitrary because, like, how do you exactly define? Sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's not. So. Mm-hmm. But right. but striking back to like Emily in Paris, n- worthy of nothing, worthy of nothing. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting list for best television series, musical or comedy. That's up up front. Um, I mean, I, I should watch Ted Lasso. People say that's so. Yeah. Like endearing. I, I, I saw that was, that, on that was on here. Yeah, I was I was kind of impressed for Apple, although after mm-hmm. I Apple TV, although after I saw Emily in Paris was on there too, I was like, I don't know, I I may just have to watch this to like figure out if this is actually quality or if this is another like wacky nomination. Oh, I mean, I I have long since pa- passed on giving any credibility to these. <laughs> it's still interesting nonetheless. It's kind of like when yes. you do a. a Back in the day when I would be on social media a lot or whatever, and there was always like, which person do you look like most? Or mm-hmm. which which Greek mythology character are you? Yeah. It, that's what this is. Okay. It's, it's like, I pick, it. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's about how serious I take it. But it's still like interesting somehow to see the names of the things that have come out this year. Right. Um, and it's definitely made me want to like, oh yeah, that kind of, you know, I should right. see this, I should, whatever. Well, yeah, it's, it's been hard to keep track of, um, you know, what's, what's actually been coming out because there's simultaneously so much and yet so little press about it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. half of the, half of the movies and things on this list I hadn't heard of. Yeah. Um, and then I would go look them up and be like, oh, okay, they've been available on this streaming service for a while now or right. whatever. And it was just like totally passed me by. So yeah, exactly. there's definitely, I mean, I kind of take this list as some inspiration to go, you know, like you said, find some things that I maybe hadn't heard of or or just uh, came out too quickly and in, in amidst too much of the noise of other films or TV shows. Um, but yeah. It's a, it's a very odd list. My other my other complaint is nothing for the boys. Nothing. Man, yeah. I, I just thought I mean, that that was a quality show. Could have could have been nominated overall as a show, and I think some of the performances within it were just amazing. So now it makes me want to go maybe watch some some actors in in these categories and just be like you know. Where was where was their performance against what's in my head? I do see that for I don't I don't see the boys being up here for the show in any way, mm-hmm. because I as we talked like there was. It seemed like season two was a little less refined than season one. Mm-hmm. But when you talk performances, for sure. Yeah. You know, Homelander, he is a creepy guy. You know, and he does a good job with that mixed up role, you know, sells that he sells the Mm -hmm. heck out of it. And I just, you know, and he had some real stretching, growing moments, I think, 
as a character and therefore as an actor this season that I just, I just felt were incredible performances. So yeah. We didn't see a season two of doom patrol yet, right? but um, you know, based on season one, very good performances from Mm -hmm. some of the cast Um, raised by wolves. Yeah. Nowhere on this list. Yeah. I mean, again, I don't know. um, Are these all of the categories that you have here? This must be because, um, you know, it's not like the Oscars that there are many. Are there umpteen? Oh, no, this is everything more. that's listed. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I know that's, I, I can't speak for certain because most of this stuff I have not seen. Okay. So, um, but nonetheless, yeah, I'm I'm surprised about that one. Yeah. Not being there. And then you really liked, um, I've been meaning to give that one a try. Uh, you really liked, um, God, what's that other one? The, uh, Hunters? It's, no, um, it was on HBO Max. Oh, Lovecraft Country. Yes. Yeah. I didn't see that on here either. I know you it really is. enjoyed that. It is. Oh, is it? Yes, so it's on there for TV drama, but also no acting nominations, which I am absolutely shocked that uh, Journey Smollett did not receive one because her performance is just absolutely amazing. So, but yes, Lovecraft Country is on there, thankfully. Okay. Um, Yeah, I kind of looked through some of these um, before. So you got this list on uh, variety.com where you should go and take a look at that. See what they, what they think. Let us know what their snubs and stuff are. Yeah. I know a lot of, a lot of places have a lot of different opinions and, and some of it echoing mine, some of it I'm sure differing from mine, but uh, yeah, I just, those are, those are a couple of things that I just thought were, we're quite interesting about this list, and I think it received a lot of mixed reactions for what was on and what was off. Um, I, and you have yet to mention your first comment. Yes, the fact that this. that the Mandalorian made it on there for best drama. I yeah. before I'd really perused the list, I was shocked that it had made it, not because it's not a quality show. But it's definitely not the usual type of award show nomination content. Yeah. Um, so surprised yeah. that the Hollywood Foreign Press Association had taken it that seriously. Though, less surprised after seeing some other, you know, more kind of like oddball nominations. Again, not casting aspersions on The Mandalorian, just the fact that they would think to include it. I mean, do you see this? Alan just like quickly pulled up an image. That's Mando right. walking here. I mean, <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, look, it's like it could be another thing where in all likelihood they just oh, this is a popular show. We yeah, can put this in our reel now. See, we pay attention to the things you little people watch <laughs> and then and not give it the award. Right, so. yeah throw us all a bone with the nomination and then yank yep. it back for something else. It's certainly possible. Um, 
but yeah, I thought that that was cool that it at least had had gotten the nomination. Yep. And and I I think deservedly so. We'll see if they think so. Yep. I, the thing this list really um, drove home to me is something we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Is just how everything is getting buried. Like yes. so many. I mean, there's plenty of years where there's a lot of films and shows that I'm not familiar with. Mm-hmm. But in the amount of content now on various platforms is yeah. making it really difficult. I mean, I completely forgot about Mank. Right. I've been Gary Oldman, David Fincher. Uh-huh. I, I just had no, I just, blank, gone, because very right. little press, and then it's just buried on Netflix. I'm on that. I'm on Netflix, and I yeah. didn't know it was there. <laughs> so... I just, it's, it's just a, an issue. I think if these films are going to want to make any money, um, you really got to invest in some sort of method of, you know, media communication and promotion. And how do you have any sort of shared dialogue with, you know, friends and family over, you know, obviously the extreme was while everybody had to watch the news and 60 minutes and then, you know, green acres or something like that. And so you'd all, all knew what each other watched and then could talk about it. Mm-hmm. This, you can't like, I, it's so difficult to try to recommend shows to people mm-hmm. because you know, they have a back catalog yes. of like 30 things. Yeah. And it's like, you know, so, and something resonates with someone and it doesn't with another person. And it's like, am I going to move this forward in my queue? And by the time that right. you would be getting there, there's been more content coming out. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's really, I mean, I know it's not a real actual problem, but it is an annoyance um, yeah. that you can't just, you know, group of friends can't get together. And there's, there's only a handful of shows maybe that you've all seen some of, mm-hmm. let alone heard of. Right. Right. Yeah. I think, um, I think it would be nice if streaming services took a chunk of the money that they invested in, you know, like the bazillion new and original shows and would once in a while, um, kind of pool it and create like a a Game of Thrones. I don't want to. I don't want to. I want to tread lightly ish, because I don't want to. You know, kill interesting new content and you know see any smaller shows get snubbed or or robbed of funding that are potentially amazing just because, um, you know, now I've said you know pool your money and go for a big budget show. But it, but it is almost, you know, as a as a watcher, you do get a little bit of fatigue and you do get exhausted with trying to keep up with, like, the 60 different shows that, you know, yeah. when you, you do hear about them. Yeah. yeah. So be nice because, you know, Game of Thrones, for all its faults, for a while, was that thing that you could at least be like, yes, we've all watched this, you know. Yep. And if you had right. one friend that didn't, that was one friend out of, you know, 50 that you knew – who did so you could at least be like we got we got this one in common we can talk about yep so i think that's part of the appeal yet still to you know the the marvel movies yeah they still are the thing that's big enough to transcend whatever niche you're a part of 
Yes. Because everybody has their their things, their type of show or whatever. You know, like we end up watching more anime. Well, a lot of people don't watch more anime. So like mm -hmm. they're not familiar with any of those shows. And but it's sort of you have these few tentpole things that uh you know everybody has seen and I hope those persist. Yeah. But the issue is like when you have things that you haven't even heard of, mm -hmm. you know, I should, I should, I shouldn't have forgotten that David, the latest David Fincher film came out. Mm -hmm. Like I should know that. Um, but it came out so, to almost no fanfare. Right. Right. So, so how could you be blamed? You yeah. know, in, in, in one sense, yeah. How could you forget? But in the other, how could you be blamed for that? I mean, I guess it's, is it, us older people yet that still somehow rely on what we see on television, like what the movie is that's being advertised, you know? Um, no, I mean, I just, I think it's human nature. We have too many things to keep on our minds to always remember when something is coming out. And that's a useful way to just remember, you know, Hey, this is still going to be here. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's it's too hard to see it once and remember. You just, I, yeah, I don't, I don't particularly feel that's that's being part of an older generation. I just think that's, like I said, human nature. You have a lot on your mind. You can be really excited about something and like sort of remember in the back of your head that it's coming out, and then you know just lose track of the exact time. Especially with all the other content that gets like shoved to the front with whatever Netflix is promoting and they're, you know, yep. in that section where it's like, it, it feels like every two days there's something new. I think that Netflix is maybe the biggest problem with this because I mean, if I go to Apple TV, there aren't that many, I mean, they don't have that many shows. So yeah. as they come out, they get put front and center. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm usually sort of aware of every show coming because it gets put front and center. Um, I think Amazon does this pretty well because yeah. again, like the new shows that they come out with, they cycle on the top of your screen or whatever. Mm -hmm. And there aren't all that many of them. Like they still keep coming, but mm -hmm. they're, they're displayed. And I think that on Netflix, you just keep, keep getting a, this is for you. This is for you. This is for you based on your previous watch history. And right. you, I, I was never recommended David Fincher's film. Mm -hmm. It was never on my home screen, nowhere right. to be seen. Maybe right. that should be there for a while, for a few weeks, like it's in right. the theater. Regardless, like, regardless of what like your right. tailored doesn't taste matter who you is. are. Right. Yeah. Yep. I now agree. I know you can actively go to the top whatever list, but a lot of things on the top ten list are going to be based on them being recommended to people to watch. Mm -hmm. So if you have a whole bunch of you know if you have 10 people and they're all recommended different things to watch and they all watch something that's compi comprising the top 10 list. Exactly. You know, not just new stuff, you know, like they're, they're the people, what they're watching is already biased based on what's being recommended to each person. Right. So I, uh, I mean, I guess who cares because they're, it's working for them. I just think as a person making a film, you'd want to know that you're going to get a, a chance in the spotlight Right. For everyone, when you right. advertise during the Super Bowl or you advertise at whatever time of day on tel network television, 
you're trying to advertise to as wide of like range of people as possible, mm -hmm. not to like a focus group. Right. You know? Right. So, well, and I think that's part of the danger of Netflix's, you know, recommendation system is, you know, I, I have things that I like and I, I know that I gravitate many a time to a certain mm -hmm. kind of programming, but that doesn't mean I do that every time. And yep. that doesn't mean I don't want other content at other moments. That's not like falling within my, you know, usual niche of whatever. And, uh, if, if, yeah, again, if I, if I, you know, like something and, and Netflix thinks like, okay, we're going to like steer her in this direction, then I miss out on things. Like you said, like, yep. you know, David Fincher's Mank coming out. And I had noted that actually a while back that I wanted to see that and had no idea that it was yeah. out. <laughs> I mean, with with an ad-based thing, you know, it's YouTube, it's Hulu, whatever, I understand mm -hmm. like the need that we want. We're all about clicks and minutes viewed, mm -hmm. you know, because you can see more ads then. But when you're not, when you're a paid service, you know, you want like proper engagement and like people to value your product, not just to be stuck there. Like what does yes. that matter if you're stuck there? Maybe the only thing for them is the analytics saying, Hey, this show, this kind of show, people just kept hitting next, 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 next. They just never stopped on this. And that's mm -hmm. valuable information to who's making movies. So then they can have that information and make more like that and then mm -hmm. keep doing, you know, I guess it just seems to me that you as a paid service, it wouldn't just be about like making sure you hit next and you keep yeah. watching uh, yeah. on a binge like basis. And so then it would be, it would behoove them to offer all sorts of things to recommend all sorts of things to you and advertise some stuff that I don't know. I'll never stop complaining about, it, I guess. Um, <laughs> well, do you, um, uh, so what do you want to, what do you plan to watch on this list? Cause I've already started sort of a list looking at this of what I really would like to watch before the awards take place. Oh, okay. Um, I was thinking about, uh, Ted Lasso. Okay. As well as the flight attendant. And then, um, I wanted to see Mank, of course, since we've been talking so much about it. And then the other one I was thinking about is um, uh, "Promising Young Woman" with Carrie Mulligan. I've been I have been seeing that advertised, and I really I do want to see that a lot. Okay, um, so a lot of a lot of like, yeah, mix of mix of yeah. movies and TV shows that I'm interested yeah. in. Yeah, Mank is definitely on my list. Um, that one just, I mean, has every, my name written all over it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, the undoing I've really wanted to watch, oh, uh, yeah. HBO max, um, Ashley's mm -hmm. mom actually watched a bunch of that on the plane. Sure. She liked a lot, but, um, yeah, I've been meaning to watch that one. Um, I know Ashley would be interested in watching La Yorona. Yorona. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, that seems an interesting, interesting kind of 
horror film. Soul. Uh, I need to watch that yes. one on Disney yet. Yep. And then I've been told Queen's Gambit. Keep People keep saying that one's really good on Netflix. Yeah, I'm almost to the point with Queen's Gambit where so many people have told me it's good that, like, I've resisted it. Just because, <laughs> just because you know, like, when you, when you have so many people telling you it's good, you're like, no, no. <laughs> I'm not just going to follow the trend. But I do... Right. I do want to see it. I just don't know if I'll if I'll maybe get to it right now or not. But it's on my list. Yeah, and then I could do Ted Lasso just because I really am not interested in watching anything about sports. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. I'll see how long it is, I guess. Sure. But that's the thing, you know. There's a lot of these things that are they're supposed to be very good, mm-hmm. but they are a lot of. It's a lot of content that is almost designed for a niche. They're not yeah. all encompassing for everyone. Like not all these shows just draw a person in. Doesn't mean they're not good. It just do you want to spend your the stand the, the, the bar is higher. Yeah. The bar is higher to yeah. like to draw in your attention mm-hmm. when there is so much. So yeah, it, a lot of these things might be amazing and I or performances, but when I have so many options, I don't need to go and watch. I mean, I'd like to see what's Michelle Pfeiffer French exit. What, what right. is that? Right. Or yeah. Like Kate Hudson's in a movie called music that I was like, yep. I'm sorry, this is a movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it kind of, I mean, I know we'll, we'll get to this in just a minute, but it kind of makes me really appreciate the fact that, uh, WandaVision is 30 minute episodes because yes. because I feel almost a sense of dread now when I sit down to watch a TV show and I realize that they're hour long episodes. Mm-hmm. It just it almost feels like this is so much of my time and it really isn't and it's manageable and it's doable but there's just something now about like recognizing like an hour long episode series that just feels so much more daunting than like these more like easily digestible 30 minute episodes and that come out once a week yeah Mm -hmm. you know and i think that really is a part of a solution to this if something is well marketed it gets in front of your eyes so you you know it's coming and you know that if you're interested in trying it that you can start when it starts you know it's like you have a lot of mandalorian to catch up on well Mm -hmm. now it's more daunting yeah. You know, if you if you <laughs> see it when as it releases, it's like oh, this is easy once a week. Yeah. Like and you're waiting for the next one. Right. So um yeah, sure. A show like Breaking Bad or um Game of Thrones is like I can't get enough of it. Just keep binge watching this forever, you know. But that's right. you know, that's not those everything, are, and that's not always right. And those are some pretty big uh you know broadly cultural shows you know like those are those are some pretty momentous shows that you just feel like almost are such an icon of pop culture in this time that you're like well i gotta watch them and they are so good and they are so bingeable um but yeah i mean it it just feels easier to do that with those kind of shows than with like a new show that you're trying out that you haven't maybe heard that much about you think is good and it just you're like oh god we gotta sit down for an hour and really commit yep 
Well, we'll cover the the winners and losers uh, as yes. they happen. Um, 28th of February. So um, mark your calendars. Get ready. Um, yep. And uh, I I aim to try to watch a few of these. Um, Absolutely. At least, at least the big ones I forgot. So um want to do a bit of sad news here before we get on to something much happier yeah unfortunately uh this week kind of came with a, a little bit of a shocking twist um so it was reported last month i think actually maybe only just a couple of weeks ago um that actor dustin diamond um best known as screech from saved by the bell um had stage four cancer and that he was going into treatment and that he was, you know, hopeful about his recovery. Um, you know, everybody's sending him best wishes. And then it just came out, man, yesterday that uh, he has already passed away. His cancer progressed and was too far for treatment. And uh, Dustin Diamond passed away at the age of 44. So pretty young. Um, Very young. Yeah, just can't can't quite wrap my mind around how quickly that actually happened from you know learning that he was sick to unfortunately learning that he he had died um but yeah saved by the bell was uh one of my favorite shows as a kid it's very classic 80s you know very big broad storylines that do not have much nuance to them um of course the 80s with big hair big shoulder pads Gotta, gotta love it. Um, and Dustin Diamond Screech was, of course, like the most, I think probably one of the most iconic characters from from a sitcom of that time. He's very much like a, a different version of Urkel. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, right, you yeah. remember the show and then you remember the like, dork. yeah, here's here's that character. And that was that was Dustin Diamond Screech, um, whom I believe he played on every single iteration of saved by the bell and there were four or five now i want to say um oh interesting and, yeah and yeah, i didn't uh, know that yeah so there are there are a bunch of different kind of versions of saved by the bell he was on all of them except for he was not on the uh reboot that and that just premiered on nbc's peacock channel um oh. i think every, everybody else was on there and he was not Unfortunately, uh, he ran into, to like many child stars, he ran into a bit of a drinking and a drug problem, um, wrote a tell-all memoir about his cast members that they all were like, this isn't true. He's making up some wild, crazy stuff. Um, and so I, I think that was probably part of why he was not invited back to the reunion. But, you know, every, every, every cast member after his passing did have nice things to say about him. You know, it's kind of kind of the thing where, you know, you pass and then people kind of try to forget yeah. maybe the the not so great moments, which is good. Yeah. But yeah. Sad news for sure. Did you ever did you ever watch Say by the Bell or, um, or any uh, similar I really didn't. kind of 80s sitcoms? I mean, I I had seen some of it, but I probably watched more of it as an adult because Ashley had oh. it on or something. Okay. Then, and that's still very limited. I sure. um, was it was not was not my show. Um, yeah, '80s sitcoms. I mean, I don't know. I I watched all like I watched just Seinfeld and Frasier and that okay. kind of thing or whatever. Um, 
Do you watch the, like, then, uh, the adult versions? Yeah. Because right. I watch, I mean, I would watch those with my parents too, but then I would watch like Saved by the Bell or Boy Meets World or stuff like that, you know? Yeah. See, I didn't watch some of the Boy teenage Meets World. Shows. I really didn't watch. Yeah. The, I think uh, for the, the kids' ones or all ages, whatever, they, uh, those were more 90s shows for me. So, yeah. like, um, I watched Full House, sure. Home Improvement. I, yep, I watched um, those too. There was another one that um, Step by Step. Sure. Yep. Um, so those were kind of the after school things, um, kids things that I watched then. Sure. Um, unless it was unless it was older stuff. So like, um, you know, Brady Bunch. Okay. Whatever, okay. You know. Yeah, so. I distinctly remember. I'm not sure why. Uh, I dream of Jeannie was like oh, yeah. on right after school and I remember watching that for like an older show. I was like, all oh, right. I dream of Jeannie and Bewitched were like a combo one right after the other, I think, after school. Yep. So but yeah. Sad news, well, unfortunately. Yep. I'll um bring up the other sad news too that I, I didn't know about. Uh hmm. Alan and put in the chat here earlier. Um oh, but yeah. Jeanette Maz. I'm not yeah. sure if I'm saying that right. Um, I hadn't heard of her, but she was only 39. Mm -hmm. So like five years younger yet or whatever. Um, yeah. She, Alan had brought her up because she is an actress in the latest Resident Evil game. Right. But uh, yeah, she had colon cancer and um, yeah, another death. So yeah, it's uh, too sad. <sighs> Live your best life, cause man, it can be old. It can be over. Yeah. Thirty nine. You know, forty four. Well, That's I, too young. I, yeah, I think uh, I think we've been, um, you know, kind of getting getting lost in the uh, the deaths from COVID that you know have have been happening, and and we forget that you know life still progresses on, and there are, there are other things out there, and unfortunately, they they can. Uh, claim you just as easily as COVID can as we're, as we're seeing with, you know, these two here were from cancer. So very unfortunate. Oh, yeah. Um, and to happier things, not <laughs> cancer related. I mean, uh, <laughs> WandaVision, WandaVision, yes. season one, episode four. Yes. Uh, I think, um, uh, was this not the episode we've both been kind of waiting for? Yes. You know? Yes. I feel so like it uh, It lived up to our hopes and expectations that we were talking about last time where we really needed something to tie this together and get everything like really jump-started into the bigger storyline. And I, I think this episode delivered exceptionally well. I would agree. Spoilers, spoilers, everyone. Um, yes. Yeah, it's, um, it, yeah, we were talking how it was kind of, it, it was time. Yes, um, absolutely. And uh, so I think that, especially if you were watching this, you know, one episode after another, mm -hmm. this would fit in pretty nicely, pacing wise. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I'm liking the, the I guess the, this outside the secondary cast and their interaction yeah. so far. 
we've got some return well one return anyways um from other marvel movies well i've got at least uh, two well so we got character wise uh, anyway <laughs> okay maybe, yes maybe not I the mean, same actress well, since monica yeah. is not the same actress but yes yep yep so monica from uh from captain marvel mm -hmm. and we met her in the last episode and uh we'll get a little uh, a little more understanding with her know that she was gone in the snap yeah. as they call the blink i think mm -hmm. it was so um getting to see the kind of time with when which this sits and how it's everybody else starts moving into place based yeah. on other events we're familiar with in the marvel cinematic universe yeah, I thought it was really interesting just to to note. Um, I thought it was really interesting of them to film kind of the immediate after effects of, mm -hmm. you know, the unsnap. Coming back, yeah. <laughs> Coming back, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, how chaotic would it be to have half yep. the world's population just suddenly return, poten potentially in the midst of whatever they were doing? I mean, of course, with Monica, we, we see she's doing something pretty innocuous, just like taking a nap, but... You know, when, once we step outside the room and we see all the other people come flooding into like this hospital, it's like, you know, utter, utter panic about where are you all coming from? How are you here? What were you doing that you're now, you know, confused about? Yeah, just, you know, I mean, it's a good thing, obviously, you know, that we, uh, oh, they call it the blip. Gotcha. Blip, okay. Um. Yeah, it's obviously a good thing, you know, like we end end game on the triumphant, like, you know, we got everybody back, but mm -hmm. it's not, you know, it's not always as cut and dry as that. It's pretty messy as we see. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I don't remember if there was anything that talked before about like how anyone experienced anything when yeah. they were gone. And clearly with Monica, we see like t time didn't pass for her, you know. Mm -hmm gone and then back yes so um so that was interesting to me yeah pretty significant uh, yeah um yeah you mentioned randall park in here yes there uh, he is uh, james Wu. yeah so i like the official introduction of sword really yes. showing that um you know and saying that uh monica's mother had, like basically started the place mm -hmm. um i like there was a lot of information packed into a small bit of time. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It didn't feel um, overwhelming though. It was, it was kind of no. a, di a, a lot, but still digestible. Yep. Yep. And so we got, um, what's her name? The other cast member back now. I just had a cat Dennings. Is that her name? Yes. Darcy Lewis, cat Dennings. Yeah. She's returned so. and she is a full fledged doctor in this episode. So that's fantastic to see her kind of get her own little moment to shine in this. Also, I have to say the comedic timing between Kat Dennings and Randall Park on point. They were fantastic. Yeah. I, I to me, I just, I, I enjoyed this episode more than any of the other ones. Mm -hmm. um, I, I had expressed being about done with the sitcom thing. Yeah. And I, I have no doubt they will like go 
back to this. You know, we're still going to see both. But but my hope is seeing both sides here and as things continue mm -hmm. to break down, we got the background of like what actually happened in the last episode right. when the cameras cut away. Um, right. Once Wanda is like questioning uh, Monica, who, you know, who are you? What are you doing here? Right. Uh, we that's cool. Got a, we got explained, you know, the helicopter that mysteriously appeared in mm -hmm. color, um, yep. you know, the radio voices. Mm -hmm. the, yep. the, that was great. The pseudo beekeeper <laughs> who yep. was really an exploratory agent, you know, of sword. Um, yeah. So we, we got a lot of, you know, it was kind of backwards and forwards in a sense. You know, we were almost doing yeah. like a flashback episode, to, but to catch us up and move us forward in the present and yep. future time. So no, I love this kind of, uh, I love this kind of storytelling. Um, yes. for sure. Um, when done well, it's, uh, it's nice. It keeps things, keeps things fresh. It gives you a new understanding of everything. Um, mm -hmm. seeing how like everything is being adjusted to the appropriate mm -hmm. time as it enters the appropriate era. Yes. Um, so like you say with the beekeeper or with the helicopter, like why is the drone look that way or whatever? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I love seeing all the cracks. I like that they, you know, we got the answer, as you said, to the voice. Um, yes. Because they could have made us wait longer on that kind of thing. But mm -hmm. no, this is, uh, uh, and then we have a creepy moment with vision. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, we, we got, we got so many big reveals in this episode. Um, not only, you know, about the fact that this, this is, you know, like the world that we had been seeing in the first couple of episodes was contained within an energy field around a town, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and so how that had all sprung up, we, we got a time setting for what is, what we believe is the present, um, and an explanation for why, you know, Wanda and Vision are somehow in the fifties and then the sixties and then the seventies. And then I assume the eighties is going to be next. Um, I'm still not sure why that is, um, but we got an explanation for, you know, what what we as the viewers should be understanding the time frame is yeah. because we got that it's post visions death um, before the blip, you know, his his real death of, you know, getting the stone ripped out of his uh, forehead, unfortunately, which I hated. I hated confirming the fact that it was like post vision death. And the fact mm -hmm. that, like, this is clearly Wanda's way of, like, coping. Yeah. Um, whether she's influenced but, by uh, by other people to, you know, create this for herself or she's gone undergone some additional trauma that makes her need to create this world. You know, that's still yeah. an open question to explore and a good way to move forward. But, yeah, clearly some of this is being driven by the fact that she cannot handle reality as we see her kick Monica out of you know, her perfect little sitcom-y mm -hmm. creation that she's made for herself here. Well, did, was it a weird editing thing? Was it made to throw me off or was it cl clearer than I saw it? Where, so we kept getting the, the television feed was, as they put it, edited. It's like, you know, I think Darcy mm. said, someone's editing the feed. And it yeah. almost looked like, you know, they quite, they asked like, is someone editing mm -hmm. this why is this you know like being censored basically yeah i swear there was a shot 
that they went to of someone like writing on a piece of paper or doing something that I wasn't familiar with who that yeah. was? Or was that just someone known taking notes? There was a oh that uh, was Darcy. That was Darcy. Alan okay. Says. okay. Okay. It was a weird moment to me. It like looked real dark and shadowy, yeah. like someplace, somebody someplace else um, yeah. observing. But okay. Um, yeah, because I'm still not sure how that would. I mean, who knows? But do you think there's someone else involved with this yet, or is this purely of her own doing? Um, I still think that there's a strong possibility that there's someone else involved. Um, just because I think there would have to be a better gap, uh, a better explanation of the gap between the fact that Wanda appeared fine, not good, not, you know, normal and happy, but fine at the end of Endgame where she's attending Tony Stark's and uh, Natasha Romanoff's funerals. And, you know, she's kind of there with the rest of, of, you know, everyone to pay her respects and seems to be at least with it. And then now to have her suddenly, like, go off, take over a town, make it into her own, like, personal vision of happiness. Um, you know, there, there needs to be some sort of explanation for the transition there. And um, if it is purely Wanda, then then something needs to be explained there. <laughs> but right. it would make more sense to me if it was another person. Okay. Um... And another person, like, channeling and fueling her, her already, I think, present grief. You know, I think, I think the, the pieces are there for her, you know, to be exploited. I, I just think, like, you know, somebody else is, is channeling this. Sure. Well... Extra definite spoiler, even though it's just a rumor. Um, <laughs> Alan says that rumors are suggesting uh, Mephisto. Mephisto. Yes. Um, which I didn't realize is based on a demon character from the Faust legend. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Mephistopheles. 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 Boy, Really close. <laughs> yes. Really yes. close. I it's, almost it's, had it. It's quite, yeah, it's quite the name. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I see it as you say it now, I guess. That oh makes yeah, sense. for sure. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> only, only, only due to the fact that, that I have read that play before would I know that that's the pronunciation. It's um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty, pretty cool. Pretty interesting. Yes. I just, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know anything about this character as it's uh, used in the um, Marvel universe, really. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it could be an uh, exciting way to introduce us. Yeah, you know, yeah, kind of introduce us to maybe some new villains in the Marvel universe. What's well, saying here? New, that new, the character... new to you know, like the generic Marvel audience, not that you know, be right. new in the Marvel yeah. universe. Well, it's saying on Wikipedia that this character first appeared in Silver Surfer number three. So that would be really interesting because, um, you know, I think that Marvel's been pretty excited to get Fantastic Four rights back. Silver Surfer comes (laughs) along with that pretty much. So, I mean, if we use this as an introduction to uh, Silver Surfer. Right. 
as and as we know, obviously Marvel is you know, um, is an expert at you know tying everything together and using one show to introduce and and springboard another. So this would be mm-hmm. a perfect time. Yeah. Yep. Gets me excited. Mm-hmm. I uh, I I'm more pumped for next week's episode. Hope we get more yeah. progress made. Uh, yeah. You know, because like the jigs up. You know, like right. we, you know, we, we get, know what it is. <laughs> yeah. So you can't you can't rely on playing with that anymore. We don't need to have any more city council meetings and everybody's like, you know, pretending kind of thing. So yeah. I'm yeah, I anticipating think, uh, a more rapid evolution of, of events here. Yeah, I think I think we got that signal um, you know, through they had the for the first time we didn't have this like kitschy you know, sitcom-y opening and, like, sitcom-y music. Yep. Um, we had the classic Marvel opening that kicked yep. off, like, you know, what's normally been the uh, the Wanda and Vision part of the show, and then we've gotten the real credits, like I've said at the end. This time we got, like, nope, this is, like, pure Marvel right now. You know, yep. you're, you're going to see our classic signpost here. So. Have you um, gotten, heard any uh, of the reception um of the show thus far um i haven't really actually i haven't gone out and and sought it out just because i didn't want to like taint my own uh, spoilers yeah i haven't wanted to taint taint, my own experiences and my own thoughts and i haven't wanted spoilers um i know there's a lot out there though just i think there's a lot of people excited about the show yeah i've heard there's been lots there have been lots of spoilers as well so yeah yeah, I wouldn't want to go looking. I just it hasn't come to me. I've sure. saw I've seen like one headline is WandaVision the worst thing on Disney Plus or something like that. Really? But that's that's interesting. But I didn't I'm, click on it. I didn't I'm, you know I'm cl- I'm looking now, um and I'm seeing a rating of ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. On IMDb, I'm seeing an 8 out of 10 rating. And Google users, it says 90% liked this TV show. So I'm seeing a lot of positive review right now. Um, 77 on on Metacritic. Okay. So, So, yeah. Still fine. It's still, it's still, it's episode four, you know? Yeah. I think I think it'll be interesting to see how people might change their ideas about it once now we're getting sort of back into the, you know, normal Marvel universe that they're they're more used to, where like the start of the yep. show was really kind of offbeat and a little, yep. you know, wacky. Um, yep. and now we're kind of getting into classic Marvel. Yep. Right. Um, all right, what did we miss? What else we missed in this episode or any other thoughts? Uh, the only thing I really wanted to know is what did happen to beekeeper man? <laughs> you know, oh, we, we kind yeah. of, uh, That's, we got mm-hmm. an explanation for how he got there and a very weird, um, you know, a showing of, of how he passed through the, through the energy field and was like, transformed a little bit or or something by wanda's powers 
Um, but then, you know, we we still didn't see what exactly happened to him. Yeah. I mean, I look at it like coding something, you know, and so this world has a, a set number mm -hmm. of um, like set criteria for what can exist in it yeah. so that it's real. You know, it needs and it to make makes sense. sense for the time period. Yeah. yeah. And so this person in a, a more advanced, some sort of hazmat suit isn't fitting. So mm. beekeeper, it's friendly. And then the thing that's tied to him is like an old jump rope or something, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, I thought that was kind of, uh, it's kind of a neat addition to this. Anything that, that comes into this world is automatically seen as um, something fit, befitting the, the time. Right. And right. I wonder if like, you know, it seems like the stuff is actually changing or is it just that's how powerful her illusion is? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not sure because when they pulled the rope out on the other side, it was changed yet. Yes. But, yes. So just a section but, of that had been like jump rope as well. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, but when Monica got thrown out, was she in her clothes from... Or was Ooh, she in I thought, her? I thought she was still maybe in her Geraldine clothes. Was she? But Alan, I know has an. Uh, sorry to put you on the spot, Alan. I know you had like that image at some point in time of her like laying on the grass. Yeah, that was pretty close up. But um, yeah, I yeah. wonder because yeah, but... I mean, it it obviously would make sense that you know, um, she wasn't just like playing along. In, I mean, she was, but she was sort of being forced yeah. to play along, which would explain some of, you know, Agent Wu's confusion about, like, this isn't the woman, you know, I met <laughs> outside of this town the other day. Like, she seems so much different while she's in here. Why is that? Well, it's, you know, it's either Wanda, the world, or some combination therein um, making her fit into a character. Just the way like that now this beekeeper has to fit. Yeah. It's almost like it's you go in and it must fit and literally the the atoms are changed. Yeah. If you leave, they're not changed back. Okay. Oh, yeah. So that's still, definitely her period piece. Yes, she's still got her her Geraldine clothes on. Yep. Yeah. For sure. So, so it can't be a, it can't be an illusion. It's got to be right. an actual Right, you're creating the material. Yeah. Yeah the physical object as well. So yeah, mm. very interesting. The, the only, um, so the only other question I had coming from this episode, now that we know, you know, kind of what was behind some of the, the odd things that we were seeing in the sitcom world, um, was the fact that, you know, we heard, uh, agent Wu's voice come through the radio and we know yep. that Wanda heard it. And we yep. see Darcy watching it, and she doesn't report that it's a success to Agent Wu. And yep. I sort of I thought that was a little odd. Well, I you mean, know, I mean, it wasn't a total success, but he definitely reached her. She heard him. Yes, they caused a blip in the show continuity. But it's so not like I she it was couldn't funny. hear it coming through the radio. Maybe, like, you know, because. Because Wanda reacted, right. so I, I mean, if you were if she was paying enough attention, she could probably tell that she was acting strange. But you wouldn't necessarily know that that's what's causing it, you know. Perhaps, like, 
what is this reaction that she that I'm getting right now? Because then as soon as the glass is broken, they that's edited out. You know. Right. Although They're, although they do talk about like the the blood, you know, they can't she can't quite oh, edit they? out the fact that like okay. she cuts her hand. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe I was reading too much into it. Um, and I and I certainly don't know that I'm ascribing like sinister motives to Darcy, but it was just mm. kind of a funny like, well, it seemed to have some sort of effect on the world, so why wouldn't you encourage him to try again at some point? Yeah, so, I thought they gave up on it too soon. Mm-hmm. I just read it as like confusion, like she's sure. not sure she's uh, and and as you like that might change your understanding because we're seeing her how she's so pushing away reality and trying mm-hmm. to ignore that. So yeah. anything like this is like, I need to ignore this. Whereas if you thought we came into it initially thinking like you're trapped or something like that, you would jump at the sound of someone calling for you in the right. radio. Right. Like, sure. Oh my God, someone there, please, you know, please help me. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> right. Whereas this reaction is weird until you understand the context of like, I am doing this. Sure. You know, you know, kind of thing. So, right. Don't save me from this because this is yeah. what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. All right. WandaVision season one, episode four. Excellent um, episode. Yeah. Yeah. It was well done. I am, I am for the first time. Well, my anxiety or my anxiety, my anticipation <laughs> continues to grow. Yeah. Uh, for this one. So. Yeah, yeah, I agree. My anticipation is uh, is definitely um, peaked, and my excitement is peaked for the next episode. And I think it this episode relieved some of my anxiety about, you know, where the show was going and was it going to be good because this was great. Yep. Yep. Nice. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, we had Iceman popping in for a minute. We had fitness trainer Mike popping in for a minute. So um, you're always welcome to stay for the entirety of the show. I mean, you never know what you're going to miss. <laughs> but uh, thanks for tuning in anyways. And, uh, again, Iceman Heart. That's Iceman H-A-R-T. Uh, he's on Twitch here, and everybody can should go and give him a follow and um, take a look at the content that he creates. He uh, used to stream a lot of Paladins. Been seeing, I think he's been streaming some Phasmophobia recently. So just yeah, nice. Uh, we'll check it out. Give him a look. See, yeah. Uh, our theme song is um, made by Killing the Flower. And they you should take a look at on Spotify and YouTube and Instagram. Um, We thank them for that. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the members of that band, Lucas333, that's Lucas with a K. Um, He streams uh, on Twitch, normally Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Right now it's just been on Fridays, Friday uh, in the afternoon, if you're uh, central time. And um, our podcast, you should follow us right here on Twitch or on YouTube, wherever you're listening, your favorite podcast directory, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever. Um, I had mentioned the other week, I think off air, whatever, how in the analytics, uh, Apple Podcasts was just overtaken as most like listened to platform All right. um, by 
I think other even. So, <laughs> I don't so wherever you podcasts, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Um, make sure to, yeah, leave us the follow on the social media things to uh, Twitter and Facebook. Leave us comments. Let us know what we can improve, what show we just absolutely must cover or game we must play or whatever it may be. And, um, yeah, also, like, tell our producer, Alan, that he's doing a good job with the new stuff. Well, we got new graphics going. So He is. We got all kinds of images and Alan. stuff coming across the screen today. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yep. All right. That's Popcast on the Rocks, episode 49. We'll be back next week with another episode. It's the big 5-0 in the official numbers. <laughs> uh, I hope you see us then. Have a good night, yes. Andrea. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>